In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDESGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDESGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andesgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andesgirls. Sign up today. I have the right to nothing but being an asshole. I can't. Turn, pivot, hair flip, fuck this shit. Oh, oh so, <laughs> so in, that was very intense. Yes. I'm having a day. As a woman, you, you can't understand. <laughs> Oh my God, I feel so terrible. I mean, in honor of today's history, I'm having a man on. Which uh, I was like, wow, we really should listen, have planned this better. Though, we to really be fair, gay marriage is How- next. So. Oh, you know what? So I am being inclusive. You are. And we both have guns. So. Of steel. <laughs> what? Uh, no, wait, those are buns. No, guns are arms. Right? I know, but you can get them at the Piggly Wiggly for 25 cents now. So listen, 
Okay, great. Anyway, guys, this is not going to be a highly politicized no. <laughs> girls, I promise. We're just trying to process info. It's AG episode 321. I do just want to shout out the fact that Roe versus Wade just got overturned and now we're recording. So allow <laughs> us a moment to just kind of process and also shout out to all those affected. Technically, that's literally everyone in this country but of particular note those who um are affected you know who you are hello um and just to say uh on um instagram i'm doing a fundraiser with a bunch of content creators to raise money for planned parenthood so check that out if you would like to contribute and just to say, um, I did say to James before recording that I truly did not want to even address this at all, um, which is how. And I swoop. <laughs> yeah. But that could be it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I promise. Unless you're not. And then I'm not. Well, it's just the fact that like my perspectives and how I cope with things have really changed. And it just kind of depends on the day. And honestly, for me, I'm a I'm a technically the word on the street is that I'm a human person before I'm a content creator. And at a certain point, it's like you feel like I just want to process that in my own time. I actually don't want to talk about it. What I want to talk about is getting your thoughts on Ultimate Girls Trip and how fucking incredible Lisa Barlow was at last night's AG Live virtual show. And we also had another housewife join us, Deandra Simmons, as a special surprise, which was also incredible talking about the future of Dallas. Um, But, you know, it's like at a certain point, like I don't, Uh, It's like the responsibility here as a human person just for like your own personal (laughs) mental health safety and self-care is like, I don't know. I go back and forth with like Andy's Girls is this incredible platform, but also like I want to talk about housewives. Like I want to talk about something that we can all feel like we can participate in the conversation about well you know? here's the thing i think conveniently peacock dropped three episodes of it all at oh once oh my god so i think between, they knew what was coming yeah i think between that and beverly hills i think it's just a matter of time management that we maybe say listen we all have our feelings about today and we are all processing them in our own way we can look to um the understanding that this is not the end. There's other things that can go down. This is just the bullshit we knew was coming and now it's here and it's it's awful, but we'll process that in our own way and really focus on the important things in life, which are Lisa Barlow and uh, all of Vicky right, Gunvalson's illnesses. The real illnesses. things that matter. Yeah. The real things that matter, okay? That is what, that's the takeaway that you want, I want you guys to take away from this episode of Andy's Girls is to f- focus on the real things that affect our country, like um, Vicky Gunvalson coughing in a bed that she's sharing with Tamara, which I still don't totally understand. But <laughs> listen, guys, <laughs> Andy's girls what a dire way under his eye to introduce this episode and I'm so excited for a return guest one of my favorite people on and off the pod you know him as a multi-hyphenate writer director producer creator showrunner personal super fan of Lisa Rinna and I hope that she is listening because he loves her (laughs) so much and I mean that sincerely and not because according to my tagline I can be a little bit of a prick welcome back to Andy's Girls James LaRosa James how are you I'm doing I was doing fine until you mentioned Beelzebub but other than that (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, so how could this gay, day get any worse? Um, how could this gay get any worse? That's a pretty good Freudian uh, slip I just had. Uh, I'm doing wonderful. Listen, we are going to put on our Stepford uh, wife um, mentality, and we're just going to dive into the lunacy of, I mean, I would say, how, you had something that happened yesterday that is you probably want to leap off on first. I do. But before I do that, just going back on what I said three seconds ago about how I don't want to process that, that's how we're processing this information. I just want to do make, I just, I just do want to make clear as someone who's been politically active since I was a literal child and watched my dad fundraise and, and do all that fun stuff as a kid, I was kind of like, born into the world of using my voice. Um, I just want to make clear how absolutely outraged I am and how much I feel that if you have never felt, I have had people, women especially, tell me that they haven't voted in previous elections, local um, uh, and otherwise. And if you never felt that your vo vote had, a, um, had an impact or um, that everything doesn't matter because I hate both sides, yada, yada. What a big load of bullshit that perspective can be in monumental generational shifts in rights and access. And if you hate the people who are running, you should run yourself. And if you have to hold your nose while you're voting, I have before, um, do that, but please do not allow other people to decide what rights you will have over your body, which is exactly what you are doing, especially if you are a woman in this country and you are not voting to protect not only yourself, but your loved ones. And so as much as I don't want to talk about it because I'm just processing in my own way, I do just want to make abundantly clear how ashamed I am for what has taken place today, how angry I am, how the fact that we had to delay recording for a little bit because I was like, hold on real quick even though I don't want to do a fucking thing let me organize a fundraiser because I uh, for Planned Parenthood noting by the way just that the everyday ability to breathe feels like it's being constricted as the days go on and how frustrated and angry I am about if we're going to talk about the issue with a both sides mentality, the fact that I know people who are progressive who didn't vote in 2016. I know people who are progressive who participated in the but her emails. I know people. So it's I don't want to hear the conversation of yada yada one side alone because it takes a village to fuck us. And I feel like that's what has taken place. So I just want to make clear while I have a soapbox before this podcast is taken away from me by big pods before Clarence Thomas decides that he's also a Lisa Rinna super fan and doesn't want me to have a voice anymore that with the little amount of time I have, regardless of how you believe and how you react to today's ruling, I think that there is a collective shame and anger about the fact that um, our rights are no longer as um, important as the ways that we used to envision them. And if you feel like nothing matters anymore you need to at a certain point and I hate to say it but like feel that but if that is impeding your ability to vote you gotta at a certain point get over it you just have to vote you just have to vote because if you don't 
more things will continue to happen. And unfortunately, even if you do, because of the people that are in positions of power who don't have term limits or anything else, more of this is going down the path. Clarence Thomas said that as well. He would like this to be a preview of more things to come, including overturning the right for marriage equality, including the right to have fucking contraception, including everything else. The ability to moan and bitch and use that as an excuse not to vote doesn't affect just that election. It can, in fact, affect the rest of your life. And I actually feel as a woman who cares as upset as I am and as angry as I am that I would be doing myself a disservice if I just didn't say very clearly that regardless of what you believe, you should absolutely be voting. And if you are not voting, look at how the choice not to vote if we want to talk about pro-choice choose to vote because if you don't vote this is what happens and you can google for more i am not your personal google engine you can do that and go to sites that can give you more information on how to vote and how to maybe volunteer to like help in whatever passion project you have but also remember that the single most important thing that you can do as a citizen of this country is vote. Uh, I wouldn't deign to add anything to that, except if I may, one half thing, which is vote. And also we all have that one person in our life who that we're like, we can't really talk to them or they're apathetic or that brings our friendship down. Vote, but talk to your fucking non-voting friend too and have that conversation because it's you need to vote, but we need to reach these people who just are are seemingly unwilling to get off their hands. Um, did you just mans- mansplain to me just now, James? Did you I... just say that what I said wasn't enough? Wow, you hate women. <laughs> <laughs> James LaRosa. <laughs> that would be the oh, to the M, to the J. <laughs> Oh, there's a there's Sorry, a I can't. there's a bird outside. <laughs> Hi, Lois. <laughs> oh no. Ugh. Oh no. P.S. Can we just say I would never take away from like Lisa Renna seeing her mother in various like wildlife or whatever. A bird. What is a bird? A bird is an animal. Wait. What is a bird? Oh, well, it depends Wait. on what the Supreme Court decides. It is today. <laughs> Wait, no, I swear to God, I'm not dumb. But like a bird is wildlife, right? Because it lives in the wild. Sure, except for Tweety Bird. Well, Tweety Bird has like his own shit going on. Exactly. So like, we're not going to bring Tweety Bird into this Okay, so wildlife. Wildlife. But I do have to say, like, even though I gave it a little bit of side life, when side eye, when a seagull flew by and she was like, hi, mom. Like, I, but I get it and I understand it. And like, God bless. But I do have to say that nothing broke my heart more than Brandy Glanville, and we'll get to the other stuff, Uh on Girls Trip, saying that Seema had just Googled the cast. Seema, also known as the coffee cup messenger, Turkish Uh coffee messenger, saying that Seema wasn't real because... Ags will know I've had her on the the pod before. We did a tech run before we recorded when nothing was being recorded, and she was like, "Oh, I just need to tell you something," and told me something that is not 
possible to Google. I swear to God, I was crying during the tech. I was so upset as a podcaster. We weren't recording because I was like, this is also great content. She was like, (laughs) I just had to tell you that while I like felt it. And it was unbelievable. I believe very strongly that she has some sort of gift, however you want to. And so that, that did break my heart a little bit. I have to say shout out to Seema, the Turkish coffee messenger, because she's incredible, incredible Brandy. I mean, listen, uh, say what you will about reading Turkish coffee, uh, seeing birds. She reads the grounds. She reads the grounds after you sip it gingerly. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but if you just like fling it out in the lawn and say, read this, I mean, at least it's not you're a fucking balloon. I mean, I guess we see our loved ones everywhere. I mean, whatever. I can't. This is going to be, I can feel in my bones, this is going to be a chaotic episode. So I do yes. want to get your thoughts on. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, I do want to get your thoughts on Girls Trip. The first three episodes dropped. I have watched the first episode alone three times. Um what was your expectation of it going in? Had you seen All Stars season one? Um, how, how you know, did your opinion of what this could possibly be change through watching it, you know, kind of play out? Uh, I did see season one. And what I definitely liked about it was the breaking of the fourth wall and them talking about like actually talking about production and stuff like that I thought that was like cool and interesting and it always seems like such Mm -hmm. a no-no and they're just like diving in and allowed to so Mm -hmm. I am liking that also for season two I expected a hot mess of a show that is populated by people that really most viewers and certainly the network didn't want in the show anymore and for a reason. So I thought it's just going to be a lot of like desperate camera grabbing and jockeying Mm -hmm. for being viable again to be on TV. We're getting that. Um, And it's interesting to me, I'm almost being reminded, you know, like with time, people like, for instance, Dorinda is a good example. Everyone has sort of like, um, oh, we miss, like the show miss, you know, needs Dorinda. You know, she's so great. As long as she doesn't drink too much, she's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I am, I'm somebody who always remembers like how they went out. I don't like romanticize mm-hmm. like how they started. And so I'm like, no, she's just terrible. Like, so of course she's on the show and she's just reminding, <laughs> reminding me that I'm right. And that she's uh, just shouldn't be back on the show but that's most of them. Um, and are they fun together? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, there are interesting moments. It's interesting to me that Brandy is like carrying, well, Dorinda's literally carrying the show. She is like a, a, a warden who's just like, the whole place is almost like the shining hotel where they can't leave and it's just madness. And there's like, here's today's activities. And now we're going to, uh, first we're gonna have some tea and get some pedicures. And then we're gonna, pick up some rocks in the yard and apples and so it's like it's almost like forced fun participation because they can't leave this crazy compound um it it does have entertaining moments it does feel a bit like they're all like well not all there are some people who are performing and then there are some people who are boring and then there are some people who are uh who are themselves and Mm -hmm. um it's just an interesting hodgepodge when they all come together Yeah, it gets into this like awkward sense of things. I I wonder if, you know, Andy used the phrase pause, 
which obviously Brandy took issue with and maybe some of the other women did as well in encapsulating Dorinda's status with New York. And we have no idea what the conversation was with Dorinda, how she was prepped for the reunion at all, what that conversation was like in telling her she was going to be on pause with New York and, you know, with Legacy now being a new product, you know, the chances of her coming have certainly increased. But like, we have no idea what she needed to do, if anything, to unpause herself. And I feel like that's some of the tension with watching her behavior on the show, because I got into this on last night's uh, virtual um, AG Live, you know, like the sense of how many of these women are using girls trip as either an audition or in their heads potential guarantee for their return to their respective franchises and it's something Dorinda got into and was sort of angry about Brandy referencing in terms of like a sense of irrelevancy being connected to no longer being a full-time housewife and yet this is my monologue of the episode there's always at least one um, with Dorinda, what has she learned and what does she have capacity to change as a person in this world and also someone who seemingly really does want to be back on TV, which I don't begrudge her for, but like, does she have capacity to do what potentially needs to be required? which seems to have an awful lot to do with her temper and also use of alcohol. Like, I I think that that had a huge impact on their decision not to bring her back. She, like, is a very seemingly angry person who is triggered by people disagreeing with her. And what happens if you don't want to work on that but want to be back working in New York. Well, is she triggered by people disagreeing with her or is she triggered by very random things and take like the fact that Brandy was like, don't say Jill, don't say anything negative about your dad on camera. And then Dorinda somehow was offended by that. You take over the game and then just became like a nightmare. So it's, it's I think it's, I, I can't, what it's, I can't sort of predict how she pops off. So is it people challenging her or is it her finding some random word uh, and taking that so to heart in some un, often unintended way by the person speaking and then just spiral into rage and also ultimately a pity party? Okay, I'm glad that you said that because I want to adjust my the use of term, like the the word that I use. It's not necessarily disagreeing. It is challenging, which is different. Like what Brandy was doing was challenging her idea of fun in having this game and having questions asked. Brandy said, I don't, Jill, I don't think you should participate in this aspect. Dorinda took it as a personal challenge to herself, like a quite literal challenge. And I think it has so much to do with control, control, but also opinion. If someone has a different opinion than hers, she takes it as a personal challenge and goes to war. She, so a couple of things about her. One is I have on some authority that she really like believes this is her show. 
like this particular season. I mean, it, it takes is place, kind of her show. It takes place at her house. It takes place at her house, but she's also the person who has is seemingly like dictating all of the activities, sets up all the rules, is the uh, the grand marshal of the parade and the ringmaster and and star. And so I don't think she's been particularly pleasant. I mean, I won't go down that road. <laughs> but well, can I kind of cut you off in one set? Please, thing? I was about to say more than I should. Vicky, no, I. but this is connected to it. We can steer down this okay, path. Okay, okay, okay. Vicky herself has said on social and in interviews with this ongoing war against Dorinda that Dorinda was the meanest most difficult person to work with on this shoot and said she brought it brought everyone down which to me begs the question who is actually more difficult here in personality and temperament Vicky or Dorinda I think you could make the argument (laughs) that Dorinda behind the scenes is maybe more difficult than Vicky like Dorinda has maybe spent too much time with Ramona on New York Vicky is a I think a difficult person in life Dorinda might be easier in life, but when it comes to like production and when she gets into the bubble of housewives, it's like the darkness seeps on top of her and she becomes almost mutated, like genuinely like there, there's something to be said that she might really not be an easy camper when it comes a happy camper, rather tenting, whatever campers do. I don't even know. She's not, she might be a little, a little tough. A little tough. I would say Vicky is not much further down on my list than Lisa Rinna. Um, but in this one area, I will say that she is um, likely correct as I tap my nose, but I should actually tap it instead of just narrating it. Uh, she it, she has not been good behind the scenes. She's been, uh, there's been entitlement. There's been uh, random things that have resulted in behavior that you might see on camera that you wouldn't think would spill over off camera, but does. Um, but the fact that we're debating between Vicky and Dorinda when like, can't they both suck, number one. I mean, I actually, I I do, I actually do like Dorinda as a person. I think she has integrity, generally speaking. Obviously she's not perfect. Vicky, I could frankly throw into the bushes and be done with. Um, the fact that we're like, it, it has to be like one or the other, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's Dorinda's, there is a reason why none of these people are on the show. You can go through all of them between Jill recording, watch what happens live to Brandy's final season was like, nobody would talk to her. And she was completely firing up feuds with everyone where she was like unfilmable. Um, Phaedra accused someone of drugging and raping and had to of be- planning to. Of planning, pl- thank you. <laughs> I love that it's like okay, that's that's better. That's better, um, and and setting someone else up to believe in all that uh, slander. Um, I mean, I could go through the cast, but it, or, or Eva's someone interesting to me because I actually never really understood why she was let go because she seems to have more going on than a lot of the one season wonders they try and like audition after. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I think she's amazing, um, but uh, but anyway. But then you go to Taylor. Uh, Taylor, who uh, that 
confrontation with Brandy at the table where she does this like giant arm swoop when she finally comes back at her when she's like, you shut the, whatever she does, like when they're like, go with the whole thing where Brandy's like, all I'm seeing is the crazy cat meme lady coming at me when she's like, shut the fuck up. And she's like, you shut the fuck. She has a whole like dramatic wind up with her arm. Like that it's, you, you see how like wackadoo, there's a reason why none of them are on the show. Um, anymore. So sorry, I was went from Dorinda to burning everyone down, but, and I'm not, I know I'm forgetting who I'm forgetting. Oh, Tamara, who, I mean, she's cashing the paycheck. She knows she'll be back. Tamara's the one who probably has the most currency of all of them. Um, agree on that. Um, when it comes to like, you know, it shows examples of why they're no longer on the show. There isn't, there is an aspect of this of like an LOL at these women, not with them that Mm -hmm. I think is a little bit different than, uh, certainly much different than the first season of ultimate girls trip, where it was more a celebration and a humanizing of these women with this season. It's like almost like a dehumanization, which I don't want to take away the women's participation in that, but there is also like the edit LOL Um, with Jill. It's the you're a human QVC, which keeps coming up and is also an aspect of her character. The woman does like to sell, like whether it's access to people for a photo shoot or you can do this X, Y, and Z, like that is an aspect of her character. It's like somewhat controlling, which I mean, there's a long list there uh, of housewives who like to assert themselves and and always seem to have an opinion. I don't begrudge that, but like it is also like the idea of how much of this was looked at as a potential romp in the Berkshires versus how much of this is looked at as like you want that relevancy, but there is a a real cost here. And the way that they're valued at the network or not, I mean, it's kind of sometimes determined by or seen through how these episodes have been so edited. So you, you, you think know? you think that there's that any one of them came here for like apple picking games? <laughs> like, or do you, or do you think they're like, I can't wait to not eat upstairs in the second floor? I'm in for eight days of this. I think that they were asked back, which is something that a lot of them have wanted to be. And I think several of them are potentially looking at this as or maybe this is something I'm just putting on it as a path back to housewives. No, no, no. I'm just I'm saying I'm saying they all are. I don't think I thought you were saying they were either there for the pure experience or they were angling and no. I, I oh okay because I was saying nobody's there for the experience they're all there angling nobody's okay. there for the experience okay, which okay, is okay. why a lot of them are also upset about the experience being presented and it's like you were never gonna get the yacht in St. Bart's you were it was just not going to be that this is a very different thing I do think Dorinda hosting it makes a lot of sense because of Bluestone Manor being such a huge part of New York for many seasons but also like there is a little bit of you know I've just got into love um I'm supposed to call it love is blind which is not it love island yeah and like a part of the lol is how cheap the production budget is like they put out folding chairs and a card table and like everyone's like oh my god romance because they're so used to not even having folding chairs and a card table that that becomes a thing and with this I'm like there is something to be said for like the camp 
contest Sir or whatever the fuck Enley. that was. They, they like, were... you're not even bobbing for apples because they don't want to waste the water. You're like opening gift boxes. This, they were put together because this show was designed to be a plane crash. Oh, uh, no, no disrespect to Tom Girardi. It was meant to be a car crash. No respect to Tom Girardi. It was meant to be. <laughs> no disrespect. How many crashes can I? Uh, it was meant to be a big. Did he ever get in trouble for a bonfire? Okay, it was meant to be a big bonfire where the show is just putting a bunch of like toxic people together and all you smell is burnt rubber and terror. And it's just, you know, I did give them a bunch of booze and, and watch it go. I'm sure it's like, like cheap booze. Um, but the women, it's like some of these women are in on the joke and some of them are not. Like, I think that- Can we Pedra break that Eva, list down? Okay, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I think that Phaedra and Eva understood what they were signing off for and also come off the best out of everyone in the cast. I think maybe Taylor did a little. I, I actually do believe that. And and Jill, I'm sure, says she, she was. Dorinda, I'm sure... I, I I don't think Dorinda was. Brandy doesn't really care. Tamra, I think, was, and Vicky was not. Vicky seems so unbelievably bored to be there. And she's to me, she's always been very boring, just shrill and what have you. But you can say, oh, she just got out of a breakup or what she she she, show, she has shown up and given absolutely nothing. Except I've I've got this illness, I've got this problem. I need to be away from here. Like, why did you come? Um, Brandy is the most refreshingly kind of like. By the way, Brandy is carrying. Like this whole show might as well be called the Brandy Show. Every single scene is about her. Either she's sweet and now she's wild. It's such a crazy. Uh, I, I I don't know if I would call it bullying because she's calling up a lot of stuff. Like she's she's eliciting a lot of reaction that. But at the same time, they she now has this, like a huge target. And so it does really feel like uh, a gang up at this point. So it's kind of weird to watch. Oh, your your face is fully disagreeing. Your face is okay, go ahead. Why what I have more, I but just, I want to interject. No, go say more. Say more. No, no, no. I, I I do think that Eva and Phaedra are coming off the best. However, um Eve they both there's kind of like a lightness to them which I don't buy like Phaedra everyone's like oh bring Phaedra back she's so good with the reads but she seems there's something about her which makes me go oh I think she was overhyped as far as like coming back because she the way she's talking and the way she's sort of presenting herself I'm just not um it seems very sort of fake like oh not this oh that like she can she's not unfunny um but she doesn't I thought she'd come back with a little bit more of like an iconic quality, but she just sort of seems like she's, there's just something sort of too floaty about her. Eva, everything is like wonderful, I guess. I don't know. Um, but you think that Brandy deserves everything she's getting, that she's not the focus of attention? What is the, what's the I think look? she absolutely does. I actually thought when Taylor came at her with the yelling, it was honestly deserved. This is a woman who had enough. I don't, I think Brandy is someone who refuses to learn her own lesson and then uses that lack of learning and understanding as a protective mechanism and excuse. She's, uh, which is nothing to do with her being like, I'm not gonna, I can't guarantee to not swear at you again. That I understand. If you've been saying that to people your entire life, it actually is inc incredibly unrealistic to say, I'll never use that phrasing, mm -hmm. um, which is slightly different from like, I'll try not to. She's also saying she won't do that. But 
what she said to Taylor repeatedly in separate private conversations and in a group situation is completely unacceptable to me. And Taylor's response to her was giving her honestly almost more grace than she deserved. I would have lost my (coughs) fucking mind. It shows you the level of work that Taylor has done that Brandy hasn't tried to do or refuses to understand, which is like make insults now and then and then pretend or start to understand and process later. And her repeatedly saying that Russell's death was the worst thing that happened to her, even if she had a qualifier separately of like, I'll never understand what you went through is completely insane to me. I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's acceptable. I think it's like completely ridiculous. And to say to a woman who's a survivor of domestic abuse, whose husband died by suicide, adjacent to being on camera in the sense of like what was happening as that season was filming and then having that season air like sure we didn't all understand the background of the publisher we understood the financial pressures on her we didn't know exactly the agreement with the publisher that it had to be out before the reunion aired which does normalize changing your mind based on new information but like you shouldn't necessarily have to have the new information to not be a dick a decade after the fact. She's saying the same shit she said a decade ago. She's acting in the same way that she did a decade ago. She's just, this is who she is and take it or leave it. And at the end of the day, the whole, the entirety of the cast essentially is going to leave it. And I don't blame them for it. What's interesting. And I don't, I'm not, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Um, what's interesting to me about the Brandy Taylor dynamic is it is as much as these shows are entertainment and as much as we can go, oh, I hate this person for doing that, blah, 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 blah. There's always some really, which is the whole reason for existence of Andy's girls, but there's always like a psychological underpinning of something where you're like, that is interesting. Like, and for me, that is with Taylor and with Brandy because Taylor is literally saying, my issue is I cannot um, respond in the moment when someone is doing something and then it builds up and I explode later. Mm-hmm. And we watch scene after scene after scene of Brandy going up to Taylor going, I just want to make things right. I just want, and, and, and Taylor's just nodding and smiling going, okay, okay. And only in her confessional saying, what is she saying to me? I'm more angry than when I started. But in the actual moment, she's doing exactly what she is saying she has a problem with, which is not able to say in that moment, like, what are you saying to me right now? This is bananas. Uh, this is my opinion. This is how I saw it. So it's interesting to see. And then when she finally does explode, Brandy's like, I like that seeing that out of you, which is like, it's so toxic. It was weirdly like, I found that sexy as opposed to going, meaning she's thinking I saw that on that, like right. a turn on as Brandy's opposed to going, yeah, I'm so happy to see that even if it was at my expense, you like claim some power. That's not what she was saying at all. But it was just interesting seeing Taylor talk about what her issue is while also watching her experience it. And I personally, in my personal life, think that chaotic energy is dangerous. And so I think that Brandy's behavior is like, I would, I don't know how I would respond if I was a housewife, because there's a difference between like social norms and graces, which I know is an LOL Mm -hmm. versus like being expected to respond because people value conflict on housewives and I think women sometimes there's an expectation that they will change their normal guttural instinct which might be in real life to walk away or just take it versus responding back in kind and I think Brandy's goal in life is to bring people down to her level and so of course she likes when Taylor flips out because she's like oh great I'm not alone 
question for you. I have actually a couple of questions for you. I want to pick your brain about a couple of things that have gone on. One question for you off of this is, if Brandy were not there, what do you think the storyline or drama would be? Because everything Dorinda. seems to be revolving around Dorinda. Dorinda and Vicky. And maybe Dorinda and Jill. Okay. I, okay. Uh, I was just curious. I'm not saying it would be great. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying, by the way, that Brandy shouldn't be on the show. I'm just saying as a human person in this world, it is disappointing to me. And I know that that's an LOL. So like cue laugh track right there. It's just disappointing to me that Brandy has not learned literally anything in a decade. And I know that that's also the human experience. People have the right to decide not to grow. It's just it's 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 a little sad to me, but also I don't know. I think I like expected more noting that I have shit on Brandy on this show for literal years. Um, like Dana I know I she's have, one like, of your favorites. Yeah. She is, of course. She's in my top five. Um, but it's just it's tough. It's it's honestly tough to watch someone continue to be um, to treat someone who's suffered in such a shocking way. And, and it is actually also a little shocking for her to say to, ta- to to call Taylor a bitch and tell her to shut the fuck up in the context of talking about her where the sub maybe it's the subtext Brandy doesn't pick up on the subtext of like how you speak to someone who is a widow whose husband was an abuser who you know and a criminal and to say how much you loved him it's 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 there's a a, a lack of um, empathy and depth there that is um it's uh frustrating to watch it is interesting that the two rabble rousers this season or the two people who are the most volcanic are drunk when they are behaving that way the most brandy's sucking down a bunch of booze dorinda's sucking down a bunch of booze and that's when they go off shout out to astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorinda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. 
aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time (laughs) with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. But, uh, but they don't need alcohol. Nope, not saying they do. Not saying they do. Brandy, we've seen it. Dorinda, we've seen it. When Dorinda, you know, your vagina, Holland Tunnel, blah, 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 made sure we all knew she was drinking Diet Coke because when she (laughs) wanted to come for someone and like harm them and be mean, she wanted us to all know it was happening sober, which is why connecting her (sighs) anger and rage and how she processes it, and how she processes it. Something am I saying processes yeah. correctly? I feel like it sounds weird coming out of my mouth. Nope. How she uses alcohol as an allowance for her to say these things. It it shows that even if she wasn't drinking, which is different from being sober, but even if she wasn't drinking, I do think that she would still explode. She just allows herself to. When she drinks because she she writes herself a promotion slip, which to me means that even if you take away the alcohol, I think she would still be on pause with New York. Uh, she's yes. not able to do the work. She doesn't want to. She's able to. We're all able to. She doesn't want to do it. Um, she the intel I have behind the scenes is she's not always drunk when she's uh unimpressing people. No, I'm backing you up. I say, I'm giving you real life example. Um, I have another question for you. If I'm, if I may. So you may not game over, (laughs) pod over. Thanks for coming. (laughs) So, so your, um, former Shannon, uh, Jill, uh, you replaced, you replaced Jill with Shannon. Whoa, 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 whoa. You replaced Jill with Shannon. That feels like Own a it. lot to say. I don't it. think, I don't, I, uh, okay, okay, uh, okay. Wow, I broke, I broke her, everybody. <laughs> End of pod for real. I think it was just very connective for, to me to see someone who, um, 
so much of uh, her time on Housewives has been also including a celebration of Jewish culture, which really endears Jill to me. Honestly, I love to see it. I love to when she says Yom, she talked about Yom Kippur and stuff. I'm like, snaps, girl. I hear you. I fucking love it. Let's not atone. Let's not atone <laughs> unless it's on camera when it comes to some of these confessionals and being a dick. Um, I love it. Well, yeah, yeah. so my question for you is I'm going to just make the, I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy into the concept that the first day of filming really was Yom Kippur. I'm just going to go with it. My question for you is whose idea was it for her when she shows up on day two, that they all happen to be at the little spa moment. And she shows up with her same surprise. Hello, I'm wearing this shirt and all that. Who Now I have an opinion, but I'm curious what you think. Is it a producer or is it Jill or is it Jill as a producer? Honestly, I honestly, while I am sure that it was technically Yom Kippur, I would almost guarantee that they still wanted her to show up on the second day. And Yom Kippur was a great way to, when Dorinda said Jewish holiday as a Jew, I was like, was it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I was like, let's check those dates. But even if it was, I think that they were still planning to do the Scary Island throwback which unfortunately had been told. I had seen the first episode because I went to the premiere earlier this week at the Bowery. I I had also been told that Jill doesn't enter until the second season and that something is really fun. So unfortunately, I knew about the scary island, which is a little bit of a downer. I didn't get like the moment, but like it was fun. I wasn't upset about being told, but like I was also like, oh shit, I already know. But I have to say, nothing has brought more shame to my family name oh, and, and the generation, the community, the village of AGs, then the fact that I didn't connect the dots that they were getting pedicures because the women on Scary Island were. I had to, in fact, watch that again. It's embarrassing and shameful. This is my public apology. Um, you know, I know I have unfortunately participated in an understanding of cancel culture previously, which I am in fact working through in therapy, but I do understand if you need to cancel me as a result. Um, I just want to publicly apologize to all the Bravo holics out there. I did not instinctively, even knowing that Jill was probably going to be doing a scary Island thing. Didn't connect. I had to rewatch. I embarrassing. It's embarrassing. When you did the wind up where you're like, I have to own the fact that I did. And I was like, whatever she has to say, She's being dramatic. And then when <laughs> when you saw, when you said that you didn't see it coming, I was slack jawed. And I think I want to speak for everyone when I say bravo for that apology. Cancel. I think it was required. Cancel me. But I guess I'm in good company because truly nobody else understood what was going on, including on the show. Dorinda? Yeah. Who exactly. invited her and knew exactly when she was coming because she has the agenda and scheduled the, yeah. But so like, did Dorinda... I mean, to be honest, sidebar, one of my, this is so, this is so terrible, Uh but one of my like highlight moments in that I just laughed my ass off was when Dorinda was talking about like the memorial tree, which so sweet, God bless more power to you. But when Phaedra, when she's talking about Richard's presence and Phaedra is like, who's Richard? Who the Richard? Maybe use a different phrase. I, I literally LOL. Like I was like, oh my God. But the fact that nobody got, I mean, I am in good company because nobody Nobody in the cast understood it. But Dorinda's response was puzzling. I don't think she was not 
thrilled to see Jill because she was like enacting the vibe of the people. Well, it's supposed to be the twist. It was like, well, she shows up and it was drama before. This time, nobody's paying her any mind. Although the reason why no one's paying her any mind is who I forget if it might have been Phaedra again, or maybe it was either, but there was like, who's that? Who's that lady? And she's got like her like t-shirt on. Phaedra doesn't clearly does not watch the franchises. She absolutely doesn't. And honestly, it's kind of wonderful to see like she truly doesn't know who anyone is aside from maybe DMing with them and possibly knowing that they were a housewife versus Eva, who's like, I know from watching every season of Orange County, the best way to get to Vicky is through praise. So the first thing I'm going to do, regardless of whether the, uh, of the fact that she she does like Vicky and think you know has a huge place in OC history she is the OG like she knows to go up to her and immediately be like you're an icon because she knows that that is the best way and the quickest way to getting Vicky's affection and maybe Vicky not like turning on you as well the Phaedra stuff is so funny to me because I think she's like it's like hey I know you like from the DMs like from Bravo events but has never watched any of it which I think is really honestly kind of delightful to see i think that's really funny i agree i would say that that moment between eva and vicky did not necessarily up the um value factor for me for eva but as far as a taste level but uh yeah no when they don't when they don't know who each other is or i think that stuff is great Listen, and just to throw myself in there, you run into these women in life. You're not as shady as people have been, myself included, on the podcast and others on social, including myself on social. You meet these. It's a different situation when you're filming. You're probably actually going to be a more heightened example of what I'm about to say. Uh But you meet these people in person. I've interviewed Vicky before. I saw her again and we chat. I chatted with everybody in the cast actually accepting Dorinda Hula early and Jill um at the uh, but Jill I've interviewed before at the premiere party you're not going to go up to Vicky and be like wow I you know let's talk about how repelled I was by cancer gate you're going to be like you look amazing I'm so you are the OG Girls, like it's part of the same. no, no honestly no. And no and I actually would cancel 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 again I would honestly be annoyed if I was with someone and I was like Vicky oh my god you're an icon who was like Vicky I take offense it, that's not it's in you're in a social those are not the two situ- options i actually think that there is a little bit of a binary in the game of bravo bullshit like i i do think you're either gonna be like wow queen i because that's part of the lol is like seeing these women in the wild you're not gonna shade them at that point no but the third option is don't. the third option is if someone introduces you nice to meet you but that doesn't mean you have to say one more fucking word to them she's this oh weird my god that's woman. so unrealistic not in oh my, my world god, we're gonna fight I have, listen, we're gonna I fight real we're life example fight. yeah you you get put into a conversation so I, but i'm not fucking get into get put into a conversation with carlton from beverly hills and see how much conversation you're going to be inspired to be like oh that looks great with that little hot dress and that oh no you're going to be like uh, nice to me and then you move on 
because you don't want to have no, that conversation. No, that is literally not how I would be. I would say, Carlton, oh my God, let's talk about whatever. I'm Jewish, LOL, <laughs> Wiccan star. Like, you're not, you're not going to, no, I'm not going to. I would be like, Carlton, oh my God, that was an iconic season. And the way you held Kyle accountable, even as a Kyle stand, was like so interesting to see. Like, no, I'm not even going to say that. I'm going to be like, Carlton, oh my God, die for Beverly Hills, like XYZ. You're not going to be like, I want to have a, it's, you're at a, first off, you're at a cocktail event, number one. These women look like Hollywood stars, number two. Everybody understands the, the like, LOL at the end of the sentence here. And you want to sell it. It's a, you can be able to celebrate women who you criticize at whatever level. It's not, I don't think it's, it would be appropriate. I'm not saying at every level, I think there are certain levels that you can criticize someone and still be like, oh my God, like you're great. I have met actors who I probably have seen one thing they were in where I was like, they were there. And I'm still like, oh, like you still have that like razzle dazzle. Vicky is not somebody in that category for me. She's so not, she's done way too much. Her personality is way too, I, I could not be, I'm not saying it's every housewife you sit there and look at nonplussed. She is on a list where I would be like, Nice. I wouldn't be like, I have to tell you, Cancergate really made me upset. I'd just be like, I'd pay her dust and move on. I think that in when you see housewives in the wild, they revert in some ways to the archetype, almost stereotype, not stereotype, but like the archetype, sort of the archetype character of what a housewife is, where it is almost black and white, where it is almost like you're looking at a paper doll of a personality where this is not, it just to me feels different. And it feels like people are in on the joke in those sense, in, in, in that time where like sometimes all of the nuance is stripped away in these very isolated, very short periods of time in which to interact where it's like, I don't know. There's something to be said for the fact that she is the OG of the OC and I can critique and criticize and have some real take real issue with even the Steve of it all. Because like, while I don't want to take away from the fact that this is heartbreaking or whatever, if he didn't want to sleep with her for 13 months and didn't want to live in the same country as her, this wasn't necessarily a big surprise when the breakup inevitably happened. He absolutely was cheating on her. That's not even up for debate. The fact that he moved on so quickly and then married a fan of hers or whatever is the perfect indication of that, that he moved from her um, a condo in Mexico into literally another woman's place because this man doesn't own property or uh-huh. like a sense of decency or manhood. Like, He's a piece of shit. Like the fact that we have seen her make bad decisions, I don't think necessarily plays entirely into why she was in a bad mood. I think she was in a bad mood because she wasn't on Orange County and that wasn't going to change anything. I think she wanted her check and to go home, but didn't want to participate in this because she thought she was too good for it. And that's her. And that's the person you're going to go up to and be like, hey, baby girl, I love you with that cream colored I mean, listen, I was at the premiere, did a little photo with Vicky, who I have I'm sure she's your Christmas card now. (laughs) I'm sure she's my fucking Christmas card. Move over, PK. (laughs) And we posed for a photo. I got into this on on social. And my boobs were popping in my little dress. And Tamara unbuttoned a button on my dress and then literally essentially held my 
brazier for the photo that I will treasure for the rest of my life. It was an iconic moment. Vicky was like, what the fuck? A green bra. And I looked at her and I said, it's because green is the color of money and like had a moment. And I don't care. It's like a it's a small moment and it's like a social surrounding and if you think that you're gonna go up to them and start a petition which is i think what some people think that they will do watch your behavior what no but watch your behavior when you everybody thinks that I, i just i i just honestly am realistic about to me not to say that you're not being realistic and i totally understand your perspective and respect it. But like the idea that I think other people think of like, Oh my God. And I'm going to go up to Lisa Renna and tell her she's such a piece of shit. And first off, I hope you wouldn't do that. But also it's, that's not what's going to happen. I can almost guarantee it. It's not, it shouldn't, but and you don't have to be effusive, but my, my, my two shackles is that you probably will be. You as in, not in you general. As okay. In, oh wait. You not as you new. as it. No. Cause not you as in you, okay. but like, you as in like the general population everybody listen we all have our antagonists and our protagonists we all have our picks and the the housewives we don't want to fuck with but if you see them in the wild I genuinely am, yeah. realistically you're probably going to be like oh my god love you on or whatever you're probably going to err on that I, I, I think so I that think could so. be generalizing so. or something but i think that i mean tamra's a good tamra's a good example of someone i don't always like her and, so, and, and I actually think I was fine when she was off the show and I know she'll be back and I'll probably be fine. She'll be back. Um, but if I saw Tamara, I'd be like, oh yeah, no, I've, I've seen you. Like I would, I would have, even though I'm, I wouldn't like invite her to, well, I don't know, maybe I'd invite her to dinner. Um, but there's just certain people. But uh, that said, I, I am actually really creeped out by people online. And I don't think you have to be a crazy troll to do it, but putting like negative bullshit under people's like posts and yeah, stuff. I gross. find that to be, it's just so weird. It's like, that's an actual person, but because they're an actual person, I know how they voted. I know, I know we, we're, we're, we're not going to get into who's anti-vax. We're not going to get into who is a like crazy, he had cancer gate. What I'm not going to go into her individual things, but that's not someone I want to have a combo with. I'm not going to sit there and be like, yes, queen, good for you. I'm like, no, I have a memory. You're an actual like person who does shitty things. And that doesn't mean I'm going to tell you how fabulous you look in your fucking statement necklace. But that's I, I mean, I think it gets into like the social surrounding of seeing housewives in the wild at a at a cocktail party. Are you going to be like, hey, nice to meet you to someone that you disagree with vehemently, which could apply to, by the way, a lot of different people who have a lot of different feelings about um, their own. No, Vicky, you know, n- nice to meet about, you about things. Ni- Vicky, nice to meet you. That's it. I'm done. Like what? I, I have nothing more in to say. In that tone, you're going to say Vicky, Victoria, Is this, is this some ma'am. sort of masterpiece theater? Am I convincing you of the tone in which I'm going to use? But yeah, because I, I think that's at the heart of what we're discussing is the tone. Victoria Gunvalson, <laughs> if that's even in, your name, a pleasure. I think, I think, <laughs> I, and I think that perspective is great and having a long memory is fabulous. And I also think that there's a completely understandable, um, uh, reasoning behind why someone would be like, yes, because it doesn't mean anything. We're attaching a lot of meaning to a social surrounding that I think actually, and I mean this with all sense of the word, uh, with all like sense of whatever, blah, 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 words, phrases, things is like relatively meaningless. 
I, I don't think I need to attach my opinion of this person to being like a sassafras, which is in and of itself an LOL. I think on a and I listen. It's I a don't performance. Wanna, I don't want interacting with housewives is a performance. I I think that you and I are one hundred percent valid and coming from two different places. And I totally. not, not I to love get, that we disagree. not to get to the depth of it all, but on a day like today, I don't care what fucking television show you're on. If I know how you voted, I am not having a conversation with you. I don't know. Today, like today, exists in its own universe. And I actually, I, I don't know. I think I would separate that in my mind. I, I honestly you may be have, healthier have, for it, or I may be demented and too Italian. I don't know, but. I'm Italian. Are you, are you Italian? Miss? I don't hold a memory or a grudge. <laughs> I know. <laughs> my ancestors are like fighting with each other. Um. Yeah, I. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't apply that to this. In fact, the way I started the episode by being like, I don't want to talk about that is a little bit of a window into the processing. And I also think like, you know, people are going to, this is the thing that people aren't going to want to hear me say, but I'm going to say it anyway, is that like, there is space in the world, in the universe for people to feel differently and process differently how today happened, uh, like their reaction to what happened today rather. And I'm I don't know I, I and I don't mean this as a, a as an insult in any way I, I just like seeing Vicky at a cocktail party tonight which I'm not going to do because she lives in you may have heard Orange County and I am here in the depths of hell New York City um I don't think that I I, I think I would be able to be like hey how are you blah 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 like I don't I, I don't apply anything other than that I might have to take issue with friends of mine who haven't voted <laughs> But like, I don't know. I don't know. I, but that makes that makes sense for you because of what you do. I don't. I think if you crossed off your list, like yeah. we've had this conversation about how I can be sometimes with these particular housewives. Like I'm, yeah. I'm all about crossing a whole off a list. So the fact that you don't do that is to your benefit. Otherwise, you wouldn't have a a podcast because you'd have one person you'd be talking about Garcelle every week, and that'd be it. Well, and also what my perspective has changed about the conversations on the pod, which is a which is a um, a window into how my perspectives have changed and shifted as a human person. And that's entirely because of the work that I've done in therapy of like, I really used to not allow space in my life to understand the humanity of someone who who disagrees with me, including very much having that applied to behaviors that you can look at through a politicized lens. Like I just don't I have always felt like there should be a place for conservative housewives to exist and an importance in them existing in the Bravo universe. And there was also a period of my life where I was like, go fuck yourself. Like I don't want to interact with someone XYZ um in the last couple of years, certainly after 2016. And I've done a lot of work, which is not to say that people uh, can't disagree with this perspective, but also I have the right to change my opinion, which is that I want to understand a person's humanity, regardless of whether or not they want to do the same for me. I just think that's for me personally, a healthier way to live and to have conversations that are not always, um, one could argue, uh, um, potentially similar to that stereotype of cancel culture, where it's like, I don't allow this. I just think that it does such a disservice to the Andy's Girls community too to be like you can only think a certain way. I just don't want to live in that universe anymore. Certainly. I just don't. I think it's a hard way to live. I, I think understand it's a hard way to live. That it's it. I understand that. And uh, that said, that doesn't mean that I have to have like cocktail conversation with you. I'm not saying 
I'm going to drinks with Vicky Gumbleson anytime soon because I don't have the money to buy insurance. So my guess is she wouldn't be interested <laughs> in joining. I'm not a future client and I'm not going to put my head up her ass. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to go on social and be like, Vicky is an icon understanding the person. That's not it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if I have 10 seconds at a cocktail party with Vicky Gumbleson, I'm going to be like, yes, blah, blah, blah. Because it doesn't mean anything Goddess. to me. I'm not Understood. applying anything to it. I'm not saying let's celebrate this woman now, regard not regardless, but because of the things that she has said and done. I'm saying that in an environment that's essentially sparkles and unicorns, which made an appearance on Girls Trip, I am going to be like, hi, oh my God, da, da, da. Like it doesn't okay. mean anything to me. I don't... And it doesn't mean anything to her, by the way, because a lot of people are doing it. And I'm also, on the flip side, not going to go on social and say that somebody is in in comments or anywhere else like a fucking cunt, which other people do. I think that's also horrifying. I don't think that praising some of these women as gods and then not holding them accountable and on the other side of the spectrum, maybe harming someone by saying awful, derogatory, mean-spirited, and sometimes violent phrases in order to make someone feel bad, I'm not going to participate in either of it. When I celebrate Shannon, it's like, and no disrespect to my queen, who I really do love, and like I want her to find the best, and LOL. Like, I think it's like kind of a joke to be a Shannon stan, and I love her for it, and I will. Always, she will always be the queen of my heart. But like, there is also a laugh applied. Yeah, don't let don't don't let her BFF uh, Kelly hear about that. That she's an L. Oh, also sidebar. We I don't even know what we've discussed on this episode. So like, I hope you guys. <laughs> And I truly am like, we talked about cocktail party behavior for at least 45 minutes. I'm here for whatever direction we go in. I'm I'm down. But like, what did you think of that moment with Brandy and Tamara where Tamara's like, I didn't, what was the phrase? This is important. Of course, I've forgotten that she used in conversation comparing Brandy to Kel Unstable, maybe? She said, well, and they've done that a couple of times where they're like, I didn't say that, but the producers were like, here's where she did. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did she? Like, she did. She said, she's, she said Kelly's unstable. She's like just Brandy. Just like Brandy. Right. So that's, I mean. Or like Brandy. So, not just so like Brandy was yeah. correct in that moment. That what she was saying was correct. And, and Tamara's like, no, it wasn't. But yes, yeah, she was. You know, what's kind of interesting to me is that on Housewives, unlike on competition shows or um, old school real world or shows like The Bachelor and whatever else where your technology is taken away. You can't do that on this on these kinds of shows and often technology helps push conflict. It's surprising to me why Brandy, but I get why it, this isn't a critique, but like why not pull out your phone and just Google Tamara Judge, Brandy Glanville unstable and be like, here's what you do. You want to pull a Leah when... Uh... Heather Thompson comes in the room. I just happened to see all these terrible things you said about everyone. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, why that's not? That's different from having it planned, but yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I would think why not? But like, maybe I, could she work her phone that at that Googling? point? I mean, she was like seven <laughs> glasses of uh, Chardonnay, of hooch, and like a blunt in. So who knows what she could operate? She more maybe she left her phone in Phaedra's room because they had a late night chat. By the way. 
the uh, the weirdly homophobic she accused the woman of being a lesbian oh why what makes her a lesbian oh her like the, that whole concept that like like runner about the wife of the server at that party yeah like she like she just said oh i thought she was a lesbian and they all ran with that like it was some, like a big insult, like being a lesbian would be a negative thing. And then they're like, she accused her of being a lesbian when she didn't say, you're a lesbian. Like the whole thing was so weird. And then there's all the jokes afterwards. It was one thing that was, I thought it was whatever when she's like, oh, I thought she was a lesbian because of her eyebrows. But everyone's like, why were her eyebrows uh, unkempt and dirty? And like, they weren't saying that, but it was just like all of their comments about lesbianism were like, it was like being accused of, uh, of being like a criminal and how awful. And then they were like, and then Taylor is like, well, maybe she's thinking this way because she, 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 she's half that. Or I don't know, it was like the whole context of like the lesbian thing was like a, like a negative thing to it, which I didn't like. There, I've said it. What I thought was kind of interesting in that moment was the fact that they applied a lot of their horror about what Brandy, seeming horror about what Brandy was saying to the fact that this woman was married. So they were applying it to her husband. Like what Brandy did was actually harmful to this woman's husband to say that the value of what these women perceived as potentially an insult which is a whole other conversation, was through the lens of how disrespectful to the husband to say that this woman was a lesbian because her value and identity was directly connected to his, like they were taking something away from him in that moment or like applying it in that way where I was like, ooh, this is like very, not gendered, but like, a little misogynistic. Great. So it was misogynistic and homophobic. Perfect. It was a wonderful I, was moment. Like, I mean, the response of the eyebrows, you know. The eyebrows, listen. Woman, I, so I, I think I'll fuck myself, but I no, 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 no. I did. I listen. Like, I I'm don't not wanna, a lesbian. But I would never. But I'm I am not a, a gay. I'm a straight woman. But I am I'm a not, gay. So for, all you. All you. For whatever reason. I mean, listen. Let, let, I'm not speaking for lesbians, but the, the eyebrow thing made me laugh. It was after that when they're like, why, what was wrong with her eyebrows? Were they terrible? Like, it was like this whole, like the whole concept of like, she was you. accused of being a lesbian, like being, a, and then the way they, like you said, the way they were talking to him, like, oh, and now he just took a hit because of it. It's like, come, who cares? Like, oh, anyway, um, we haven't at all talked about Beverly Hills. Are we concerned with that? Nope, we're not. Cause I think that people can. <laughs> literally look at any recent episode of ag where there is beverly hills aplenty we've done some atlanta focused episodes dubai had a weird episode to be honest there was like it's i don't know i don't know if i'm being influenced by people who don't die for dubai but like i was really um energized by the first couple episodes and this most recent most recent one I was like oy vey. um so Can, yeah oh but you're I feel like you're about to say I was just gonna say have we have you at least kind of had like a diatribe of Diana sucks yet or no can I be a part of that or is this just a statement so I guess there really doesn't need to be a diatribe I think that Diana being focused on what she's doing on the show itself because I have gone on large mm. tangents about on her social off, about right. online um which i'm sure is going to come up at the reunion 1000 percent. and i would be curious as to when she's scheduled to be on watch what happens next and how that's gonna go but right. um 
when it comes to being on the show, it's so interesting that she seems to be very concerned about letting her inner Diana out, which seems to be maybe a little severe. And I think that what we're going to get in the next episode, I mean, she's so been, there's, you know, people have used the phrasing that she said of the critique of Sutton about being clumsy repeatedly on social and for good reason. Um, but like what we're going to get maybe with the next week's episode is like how genuinely cold she can be and relatively apathetic, which I don't think makes her a bad housewife. But I do think like the idea of like, so now I'm the villain. It's like we might see a um, woman come out who seems very comfortable in being incredibly cutting to people, which I'm curious to see how that will affect. Well, we've already seen her be cutting when she, I mean, even sitting there and talking about Sutton in front of a group of people, but not actually talking to Sutton. I mean, she's already, I just, yeah. I mean, I, without saying anything about her off camera, I just, I'm so sick of the, of like wealth being your personality. And I think we've Mm. seen that on these franchises. Erica. Erica, I feel like she made that her brand, but it, I didn't feel like that was her personality. She really leaned heavily on it. Uh, I think Kathy Hilton. It was her environment. It was her environment maybe more than her personality. Yeah. Yeah, And, 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 but, but I mean, like she's writing songs about it. She's whatever. So it's not Mm -hmm. unimportant. And Kathy Hilton, I feel like she kind of in the beginning was floating a little bit on just how much money she had and everyone different. And like that being like, Oh, that whatever. But then she became like, or showed herself to be kooky and okay that but the whole like diana the whole thing is like having a lot of money is not a personality that's not like if i turned in a script and their character description was she's rich I, th- they'd be like what okay what but who is she so i just find her to be uh a bit she she she's giving me one season wonder energy with or not wonder but uh, but I wonder if they, because she's so wealthy and so connected, if they would allow her to only last one season, but she's not giving me anything that would suggest anything more than friend of, even though she's got a ton of cash. Well, like, I don't understand if Kathy's going to show up to the reunion, but like with this situation with Diana and just what we've seen of Diana and the knowledge of Diana's access, like she might just decide that it's not worth it to her to continue. I don't know. I don't know if she wants to do this in all of the ways. I don't know that she wants to be a housewife because she, her instinct so often, um, she does it better than Peggy did. Peggy, um, 100th housewife on Orange County did of just like putting your hands on someone else and saying, you know, stop. Yeah. <laughs> but she does lean the way of being like, don't have this conversation. And a part of being a housewife is like having the conversations that you might think are relatively uncouth. Like, my God, have you met Lisa Rinna before? Do you not understand what cast you're on? These are women who will drag out a whisper and pretend it was a yell for like three seasons at a time. Like you're on a very specific kind of franchise that almost requires dragging things out in conversation because they don't often have a lot else that they will decide to discuss So I don't know how much of that she'll participate in. And I don't know how much of 
herself she'll reveal and what we'll find and discover. I don't think. How much is there to know, reveal, though? I wonder. I think that there is an awful lot, which is stuff that she refuses to acknowledge or attaches to something else or whatever else. I am sure that to go from the environment she was in before to the one that she's in now is quite a story. And I would like to hear more about it and also more about her and like maybe more about her relationship, more about being um uh, a mom to a t- is a toddler the right i'm oh my god i'm so bad at like little kids but like a toddler maybe yeah to- is that toddler age kid sure we'll like, say that and what she does on a day-to-day who her friends are what environment i don't know how, what she will allow access to but what creeps out is interesting it because it doesn't reveal no no i'm saying i'm not saying she doesn't have a story i mean i think actually her story is probably one of the most tremendous backstories of anyone that's ever been on any city I think her backstory is wild but Mm -hmm. did I did you use the word like apathetic to say like what she what we're going to see potentially coming up is someone who is that that doesn't really make a great housewife like someone like when you're saying I'd love to know all the things in their life she's not really engaging with the other women women and like feeling their feeling their pain and sharing her own like I don't I don't know that she has an interest in it or a capacity for it. See, that I think is interesting. And that's a great perspective and a great counter of like, in, I would like to hear more about her backstory, but also the ways that she interacts with women or the ways that she refuses to engage or understand or empathize with someone who she's already decided and declared she doesn't like. Does that make a good housewife? That is a great perspective. That's an interesting perspective of like, but she doesn't want to engage with the group. I mean, that makes her maybe complete the Fox Force 5 because as we've seen by the women's reactions to other stuff that's gone on, these women don't necessarily care about anything but a strong alliance. Um, I mean, are they going to are they going to let her in the Fox Force 5 if as soon as they play Erica's song in the boat, she decides she'd rather get stung by a jellyfish? That's exactly when she went swimming. <laughs> Oh my God, what a moment. She was like, get me yeah. the fuck out of here. And then the I other mean, women are like, oh, there's, they, and then everyone went swimming afterwards. I'm like, you know, there's jellyfish in the water. Like, what is, what's happening? Get off that boat. jellyfish in the water and also some stingers on land. So I don't even know what to say. Listen, James LaRosa, what a day, what an episode to everybody um, processing whatever they've got cooking in their own special way. Just want to say that this is one of those times in which it's both incredibly difficult to record and think of other things and also incredibly helpful to record and think about other things. And so I hope that if this was an escape for you or a connective mechanism that you felt something coming out of it, because ultimately that can really only be the um, the mission and goal for Andy's girls. Um, and, and, you know, what a reward that could be, um, potentially to hear, um, and feel, um, James Rosa, what can we be promoting? What can we be doing? Where can people be following you on social, calling you a cunt like well, what, and telling you terrible things and coming up to you at cocktail parties and being like, I have a thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can promote a giant project that fell apart for me this week. Uh, I can, all- what, a, d- a different thing. We- a different thing. Oh, okay. okay. We've got some stuff um, on the side. This is what you guys don't get to know what we're well- <laughs> doing. You see, because I thought you were going to say something else. I hope the okay. We'll no, talk about that the, offline. Yeah. We'll talk about that offline. Um, but uh, if Lisa Rinna wants to follow me, I'm at, at James LaRosa on all <laughs> platforms. And if you come up to me, Lisa, at a party, I will say, "Nice to meet you." 
And that's it. In that tone. I believe it. But that's like if Danielle Staub came up to me at a party. I would run. So, like, there are exceptions to the rule. I'm not saying I would do that with everybody. I'm not afraid of Lisa Rinna. And if you want to fight me, Lisa. No. I, yeah. I, Danielle, I'd be like, I would be afraid that she'd have one of those magnetic swipers that could, like, take my credit card info when she walked by me. Um, but anyway, and listen, Lisa was on Melrose Place, so you'd think I would be like, and she was on daytime. So you, anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, at James Larosa, here you go. And uh, thank you for having me. And I will say that it was good to talk about stuff that was not related to today, because much like the franchises, I've used that word seven times today, much like the Housewives, uh, that is good for escapism. So it's just having a good old fashioned conversation that has nothing to do with it. So thank you for taking my mind off today for just a little bit. And uh and uh, thanks. How's that? Um, a amazing. pleasure. Speaking of thanks, a pleasure. Um, and speaking of thanks and a pleasure and gratitude, thank you to all of the AGs who attended last night's, um, uh, I was about to call it an Instagram Live, Jesus, my brain today, um, who attended last night's Andy's Girls, forgot the name of the show that I host, um, live virtual show. Lisa Barlow gave so much, so much tea and was so good. She did also make um, a red rum comparison to The Shining. Oh, wow. So when you said that earlier in this episode, I was like, oh, my God. Uh, an iconic appearance on AG that if you got an on-demand ticket, you get a week to watch. And she also looks spectacular. And John Barlow and John Barlow's arms stop by to say hi. And that was also a moment. Um, and thanks to Deandra Simmons, who was fabulous. Um uh, and so interesting, so many points. She's still very upset at um, Carrie, her uh, foe on the last season of her time on Dallas. So that was dropping some real, um, some real, spilling some real tea there. Um, and thanks to Damien, of course, OG of the AG for joining me and being so spectacular as always. And to Loops Live for presenting the show. I had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to show people the office and so much more. Thanks to all of you for buying tickets and you can get and an, could get an on-demand tickets to get a full week to watch the show and watch a sass. Um, Listen, follow me on social at Dame Galley doing a um, fundraiser for Planned Parenthood with a bunch of fellow women content creators and would love for you to join us in raising funds for an, an organization that means an awful lot, especially on days like today. And um, become an, an Andy's Girls Patreon supporter. Exclusive bonus episodes. <laughs> I did a 90-minute Satchel Spectacular unpacking Satchels of Gold about um, I think really Beverly Hills. I think every single one, 15 satchels of gold were about Beverly Hills. And it was absolutely fascinating to um, read and explore your thoughts and feels. Always slide into my DMs on social at Dean Galley and send me your satchels about girls trip, which I hope to get into on a Patreon app, as well as um, Beverly Hills, Dubai, Atlanta, whatever you've got to say, I'm here to listen. And hang in there, guys. Tough day for many of us, but um, sending you love wherever you are, and uh, we'll chat with you soon, okay? Have a great weekend. <laughs> and also, P.S., happy Pride. Happy Pride, James. Thanks. <laughs> I have nothing for that. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
enjoy your marriage. <laughs> okay. Enjoy your gay marriage while you can. <laughs> All right. Wow, on you that hate upper... gay, Sarah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Did I say you, hate, did I say you hated women you earlier did. in the episode? This is called the bookend. This is another example of that. Okay. This is another example <laughs> of that. Okay, guys. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Toodles. Toodles. <laughs> 